Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. And this is a special audio-only show. We decided to do something different for you, audio listeners, audio podcast listeners. I've been doing, recently, this week, last week, some live Facebook chats, answering questions, kind of more casual, relaxed chats, just chatting about lots of different topics. And I did this on YouTube Live a little bit. But I realized, well, a lot of you only listen on audio. So I thought, I got an idea. I'll have a, I have a portable audio recorder. And why not just uh, do a chat with you, do a special, special show. Maybe I'll do this again in the future, if you like it, where I just uh, talk to you while I walk around the city. I am talking to you right now from the streets of... Osaka, Japan. So my usual schedule each day is I go from my apartment, which is south of Osaka, and I walk to uh, one of the downtown areas. And my walk is about, it's over an hour. It's like an hour and 15 minutes walking. If the weather's good, I'll walk there, and then I'll also walk back. So I'll get about two and a half hours of walking just by going downtown and coming back. And why am I going downtown? I usually just work in a coffee shop. That's where I plan effortless English shows. That's where I also do some business. I'll take a laptop sometimes, answer emails, take care of business for effortless English. So I thought, hey, why not while I'm doing this walk, talk to you, give you more English to listen to. Now, I hope the audio quality, the sound quality, hopefully will be good. Woo, getting some wind and a little bit of rain. We got dark clouds coming, moving in, a strong wind. You can probably hear <laughs> in the microphone at the moment. Uh, suddenly some dark clouds coming in. It's a summer day, a typical summer day here in Japan. Uh, cloudy day, kind of light clouds in the distance, but right on top of me now, some dark clouds coming in and a very light rain, which we, we call this a mist, M-I-S-T, a mist. We could say it's misting. We can use it as a verb or a noun, a mist or misting. So it's just a mist. It's super light. It means I don't even really need an umbrella. But woo, the wind, yikes. So the wind with this little bit of rain uh, is actually not so good. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to hide from this rain for a minute and possibly get an umbrella. I have an umbrella, but uh, with the wind, my umbrella's not so strong. So I might just wait a minute. It looks like this cloud's going to pass over Hopefully the wind will get lower and uh, I can walk the rest of the way. 
Or I might have to go to the train. I'm near the subway station, so I can probably do that. I'll just hide for now. Hide underneath an awning. An awning, that's like the... An awning is like that little piece, a little cover that comes out from shops sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a... You're walking along and there's a shop and then they have this kind of thing. It kind of sometimes it rolls out and it's basically a little cover. It, it's like cover for the, from the sun, but also cover from the rain. So I just found a little awning here and hide from the rain and the wind for a minute. But I like summer. Summer is my favorite season. <laughs> so no worries. I like being outdoors. It's warm. We'll just hide out here. Now, I hope you enjoyed my most recent show, yesterday's Effortless English show, where I talked about what I called the formula. The formula for powerful English speaking. And I said there's three parts. These are really the three skills that I teach in my Effortless English courses. These are the three skills I focus on because I feel these are the three most important skills for good, strong, effective communication internationally. Now, the first one that I talked about yesterday was fluency. That's pretty obvious if you're learning English as a foreign language. Now, your first step is really to become fluent. So you can use the phrases, use the vocabulary uh, fairly easily, right? That's obvious. The next one I talked about, the second part of the formula, confidence. Confidence. And you probably know why this is important also, because it's probably why you're listening to my show. It's probably why you're interested in effortless English. That's what I find, is that most people tell me that, oh, they come to Effortless English because they need speaking confidence. Yeah, maybe their fluency is not so good, but what really bothers them, their big problem is that they feel embarrassed when they speak English, or nervous, or shy, or uh, hesitant. Hesitant means they stop a lot when speaking. Uh, 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 and constantly thinking, and it's just all these uh, kind of weak, fairly negative emotions any time they try to communicate in English, with English. And so you probably realize that confidence, speaking confidence is so important. You need the confidence. You need to, well, first you need the confidence just to try, just to try to communicate even when you're not perfect. And of course, you, as your fluency improves, you also want your confidence with English to improve. So you get better and better and better, and you feel better and stronger and more and more confident as you speak. So those two may be obvious. And then the third part of the formula, the third thing I teach in Effortless English, third thing I focus on, is the skill, the master skill of persuasion. The master skill of persuasion, which is... Uh, with words, <laughs> with language, convincing people to try your idea or to believe you or to do something, right? And we need this in all parts of life. Persuasion is very, very important. Now, on Twitter, 
uh, I had a Twitter user. My Twitter is AJ Hogue. It's just my name, A-J-H-O-G-E. So a Twitter follower, fan of Effortless English, mentioned and asked me about uh, these three skills and uh, which one to focus on. And the, the truth is they build on each other. So fluency is really the first step. I recommend, you know, first you want to focus on fluency so that you are reasonably fluent, right? You can use English fairly well. You can speak it fairly easily. The words come out fairly easily, fairly naturally. As that happens, then your focus will probably also be on confidence. So get feeling strong, feeling powerful when you speak, using a nice strong voice, even good nonverbal communication, good body language. All of this is part of confidence. So that's the second step. It builds on the first. And then the third, and really the most advanced, persuasion skills. To be good at persuading, you need both fluency and confidence. So those, those two are necessary. <laughs> They're sort of the, f the foundation, we could say. It's kind of like the, f the necessary first steps to be good at persuading. But that's just the beginning. Fluency and confidence, just the beginning. There are many, 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 many uh, techniques, methods, strategies, styles of persuasion. Many. And so, and so, you know, my courses are kind of structured, not kind of, they are structured, they're organized in, with this path in mind. So my easiest course is the original course. The original course mm, mostly just focuses on fluency. There's not a lot of confidence training in that course. A little, but not a lot. I mean, it's interesting, it's fun, but it's really focused on getting you to that basic level of fluency first. Next, my Power English course. My Power English course is very strongly focused on speaking confidence. Getting your fluency much higher, of course, and at the same time training you in confidence. Because confidence is something you can practice and learn not only with English, but in all parts of your life. So Power English is about fluency plus confidence. It's the next level. And then, finally, most advanced of all, VIP. My VIP program adds persuasion skills. So with VIP, you continue improving your fluency, of course. You also will continue to improve your confidence, to train more confidence. And then in addition, I often will also teach you persuasion skills, how to convince people to do things, how to be a better leader, a better parent, a better coach, uh, a better business person, whatever part of life you need it, where you need to persuade people, convince people to do something or to believe something. So these are the master skills. So listen to that podcast. Listen to it a few times. You know, with my podcasts, I recommend that you repeat them. 
because the repetition helps. You'll 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 get better listening practice. Uh, some of the phrases. It's not just about words. It's not just about getting new words. That's nice, but it's also about getting the phrases, those natural phrases that I'm constantly using. And so a little repetition's good. You might listen to that uh, show, yesterday's show, two, three, four, five times, maybe more if you enjoy it. Pick your favorite shows and listen to them several times. Repeat them several times. If you like this kind of casual chat that I'm doing now as I'm walking around, um, I'm giving you more. My, my goal is just to talk about more topics and to give you more minutes, more hours of English listening. That's why I'm doing this little chat. So tell me on Twitter if you enjoy it. If you like it, I'll do more. And again, my Twitter is AJ Hogue, just my name, A-J-H-O-G-E. And it looks like the rain is slowing down. The wind is getting calmer. I'll stick my hand out here. A little tiny bit of rain. It kind of got heavier there. So I mentioned before it was a mist, which is a super, super, super light rain. Don't really need a umbrella for that. But then the wind started getting stronger. And then it, it started, we might call this sprinkling as the next, next level of rain, <laughs> which is a light rain. We call that sprinkling. With sprinkling, you usually do need an umbrella or a rain jacket or something. And now the sprinkling is stopping, it looks like. S we're back to a mist again, that ver the very lightest rain, the mist. It's, I'm kind of hidden from the wind, so I'm not sure. I'm, I'm right now I'm standing behind a store <laughs> in a big apartment building and a store underneath I'm kind of I'm hiding under this little small roof the truck just went by you're gonna hear sounds in the background because I'm carrying this recorder I'm walking around the street Osaka is a big city it's a big busy city one of the biggest cities in Japan so I'm hoping I'm hoping that these audios, the quality will be good enough for you. See, in my studio, I can control the sound more, right? Got a nice microphone. In fact, I just bought a new microphone, got a new one today. So the, the sound should get even better. But this time, walking around the city, I cannot control all of the sound. And there's a baby crying. <laughs> crying baby. Oh, no. So this is an interesting scene. So I'm walking along a, a small small road, small path. And uh, a woman just went by on a bicycle. So this is a common thing. Bicycles are big in Japan. Lots of people ride bikes. I mean, they're everywhere. So in this store that I'm standing in front of, there are bikes parked all over just all along the sidewalks all up and next to the uh to the shop bicycles 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 everywhere and everybody rides bikes everybody all ages children ride bikes adults ride bikes men women uh, businessmen in suits ride bicycles uh, moms with their children ride bicycles <laughs> old people ride bicycles Everybody rides bicycles in Japan, which is kind of cool. One of the nice things about 
uh, riding a bike in Japan, it's more safe than America. See, in America, the law, most cities, the law says that you must ride your bike on the street with the cars. So it's, it feels very dangerous, right? You're right next to all the, the, the cars. Uh, I don't like riding my bike in the city in America. Too dangerous, too dangerous. But in Japan, the law's different. In Japan, you can ride on the sidewalk. In fact, it's, that's what almost everybody does. They ride their bike on the sidewalk. And so it's much, much, much safer. And Japan has these big, wide sidewalks. Osaka does, for sure. I'm going to cross the big street right now. So the sidewalk is wide enough for people walking and also for bicycles. And so therefore, lots and lots and lots of people <laughs> riding their bikes. Right now, because it's still a light mist, lots of people, I'm looking around and there's people riding their bicycles holding umbrellas. So one hand holding an umbrella, the other hand holding the handlebars and riding their bikes in the rain. They also have, like this, there's a woman passing me now, where they have these little um, plastic handles that hold an umbrella. So they have this thing, you can buy it, put it on your bike, and it's for umbrellas. It, so you, you can use both your hands on the bike, and also this plastic thing will hold the umbrella over your head. So this woman, uh, she looks like middle-aged. She's got this nice kind of silver and pink umbrella uh, over her, riding her bicycle. Another interesting thing about bicycles here in Japan is that uh, almost everyone, I'd say 95%, have a similar kind of bicycle. I, I call them gra granny bikes. Granny. Granny means uh, grandmother. <laughs> so they're these kind of, they look very like old style to me. They look like they're the style of bicycle from... I don't know, 1950s or 1960s, right? They're, they're pretty cheap. Uh, they have like a little basket on the front usually. Um, sometimes they have a gear, maybe, a, you know, three different speeds or something, maybe f five different speeds. Some of them have no gear, it's just one, one speed only, one gear only. But this is the bike, I mean, I'm looking right now as I'm passing apartment buildings. Like, everybody, it's, this, it's the same kind of bike. Everybody has the same kind of, this same kind of bike, um, which is very different than the United States. In the United States, for example, San Francisco. San Francisco, a lot of people also ride their bikes. They'll ride to work. They ride around the city. Um, they have pretty good di bi bicycle lanes on the, the main uh, roads in San Francisco, especially downtown. So a lot of bicycle riders also, but on the road. But uh, but it's different. Most people in San Francisco have very new, modern, expensive bicycles, right? I mean, like the newest models. So you can just tell, right? They, they, they look like racing bikes almost, like something that, you know, like the kind of bikes people ride in the Tour de France <laughs> or on a racing track or something like that. Um, so very, very modern, quite expensive usually, uh, but not Japan. Completely different. These just these cheap, fairly cheap, like like a hundred dollars. I think you can buy 
these bikes for. Sometimes if you get them used, you can get them for half that price. Uh, just the old granny bikes. Everybody's got them. <laughs> Another interesting thing with uh, the bikes. So y I call them baby bikes <laughs> because uh, it's very, very common to see uh, a mom on a bike and then to have they have little uh, seats for the children, small children. So sometimes they have the seat in the front. So they take off the basket off the front and they put a little seat where a small child will sit. And sometimes they also put a small seat in the back, so behind the mom. And many, many, many times I have seen a mom riding her bike with two, two small babies or two small children, one in the front and one in the back. Which reminds me of Thailand, but in Thailand they don't do bicycles, they do uh, the little small motorbikes. So the same thing. You'll see a motorbike. Gotta cross the road here, another busy road. One second. Loud, loud cars. I'll st As I said, I'm, I walk, I'm kind of out in, not really suburbs, but I'm in, I'm in the south part of Osaka. And I'm walking into the center. So it's going to get more and more busy as I walk to the north. Anyway, Thailand. So in Thailand, what you see are uh, motorbikes. And sometimes you'll see whole families riding on a, on a motorbike together. But here, bicycles. Bicycles, bicycles, bicycles everywhere. I have a bicycle too, a granny bike, but uh, I, don't, I prefer walking. I have the time. My schedule's flexible. I like the slower pace of walking. I can look around more. I can do this, you know, I can talk to you while I'm walking, look around more. So how about you? Tell me on Twitter, AJ Hogue. Tell me about bicycles in your country. Do people ride bikes? Do they ride them in the city? Do they ride them on the sidewalk? Do they ride them on the street? You know, do you, is there like a bicycle kind of culture? I know Southeast Asia, as I said, is, is, is more motorbikes, those kind of small motorbikes. Uh, that's, you see them all over. Uh, you see them in Vietnam too. Oh, they're everywhere in Vietnam. Uh, everyone's got them. Vietnam, Thailand, uh, Malaysia, Southeast Asia, lots and lots of motorbikes. All right, looks like the rain has finally stopped. Still cloudy, which is actually kind of nice. It's summertime, so with the clouds, it keeps it cool. A little light wind. I hope it's not too loud on the audio. We'll see. But basically, it's a nice, it keeps it cool, not too hot. So this is really a kind of a perfect day, really. With the, the sun's not too strong. There's a light breeze. Again, that's how we say a light wind. We say it's a breeze. There's a light breeze. So keeping me cool while I walk. I mentioned that I got a new microphone. So I'm setting up a new studio, a new recording studio, improving all my equipment, 
because I want to do more effortless English shows for you. And I want them to be better quality. So I've got a lot of good ideas for shows. Uh, most of my new equipment is is in my studio now. Just waiting on, actually I'm waiting on one very important thing, which is a faster internet connection. Uh, the reason I'm doing this, I want to do more live shows. So to do uh, video, I do this video and audio, as you probably know. So you can watch the video of these shows, most of them, on, the, on my blog at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. This, however, like what I'm doing today, is only for audio. It's a special audio only. But most shows I do on video also. So if you want to watch the video sometime, you can just go to my blog and you can see the video from the show. And for that, I would like to do some live video. This is one reason I'm upgrading my equipment. I want to do live video. But for live video, I need a faster internet connection. I mean, everybody's surprised. I'm in Japan. They think it's so high tech. But actually, uh, a lot of the internet connections here suck, which means they're really bad. <laughs> okay? They're, they're, they're slow. They, they break. It's Japan's weird in this way. So, um, some things about Japan are very high tech, for sure. The train system, for example, is fantastic. Passing a little kindergarten school, you can hear the little kids. <laughs> um, so many things about Japan are high tech, but there's some things that are not high tech that that are fr very frustrating, and I it's I don't know why. And one of those is internet connection, and the internet connections I've just been very disappointed in, in Japan, uh, in America, United States. Uh, super fast. It's possible. I mean, you can get slow if you're cheap, but if you want very fast internet, you can get very fast internet in the United States. So, uh, here, it's been very frustrating trying to get fast internet. We're trying a new service. Uh, next week, they're coming, and hopefully, it will improve my internet. It'll get fast enough where I can do these live video shows, which is kind of cool. So you can see me on video. YouTube or Facebook. Sometimes I do YouTube live. Sometimes I do Facebook live. So you can watch me live while I do the show. And what's really cool, you can type. There's a chat on both of them. They both have a text chat. So usually about the middle of the show, I will start reading comments and questions from viewers. And I'll answer questions live. So that's the cool part about it. That's what makes it fun, and that's why I really want to upgrade my equipment so the live video shows will be more fun, I think. On the other hand, audio certainly has advantages too. So video is great. You can see my face. That's fun. Uh, live video is really cool because you can make comments and uh, ask questions and all of that, which is also very cool. However, video also has some disadvantages, and the big disadvantage is that you have to look at it, which means it's hard to, it's hard to do video when you're working. It's hard to do video when you're driving. It's hard to do video when you're doing anything else, cooking. Uh, even if you just want to lay down and close your eyes and rest a little bit, can't, it's harder to do video. The other problem with video is 
a technical issue, which is that it uses a lot of data. So if you're doing it on your cell phone and you're, you're trying to watch live, especially, and you're using your data plan for that, very quickly your bill can get quite expensive, right? It can go up. You're using up a lot of bandwidth. Uh, if you're on Wi-Fi at home, it's no big deal, but sometimes you're out. So the great thing about audio is, number one, you can listen to it while you do something else. So I know this is why podcasts are popular. It's probably why you're listening, right? You can do it while walking, like I'm doing right now. I'm recording the show while I'm walking through Osaka, in the little back streets of Osaka. Well, you also could do this. You can listen to English on your podcast while walking. Go out for a walk. Got your cell phone. Got the podcast. Put on some headphones. Go for a walk. It increases your energy. You can look around. You know, you feel better. Your blood's moving. Your heart's pumping. And you're listening to English at the same time. I highly recommend listening while walking if you can. But it's also great, as we know, audio is fantastic for going to and from work. You know, for anytime you're traveling, really great to listen to the audio. You can drive. I mean, really, def definitely don't watch video while you drive. <laughs> so uh, driving, it's audio podcast is fantastic. Uh, you can just put it on. And some people have very long drives. You know, uh, I in my life, in the past. There were times where I had, you know, like an hour driving both ways. So, like I actually, there was a uh, time where I had like an hour and a half both ways, like three hours, three hours a day of going to and from work, which is no fun if it gets boring, right? And the radio even, for me, got boring because uh, they just play the same songs and there's lots of advertising and commercials. So podcasts are so great. Right, because you can just put in your favorite podcasts, listen to them, and the time goes quickly. And you're you're listening to English, improving your English listening, improving your English in general, while you go to work and from work, or to school and from school, or while you drive around to go shopping, whatever. If you live in a city, maybe you use the bus or the train instead. But same idea, right? You can uh, put in those headphones and listen, 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 listen to English. Lots and lots of English. Okay, listen look at the time here. So thirty minutes. So I'm about halfway, halfway to the station. So where I usually go, the part of Osaka where I hang out, is a area called Namba. Namba. Osaka has uh, a couple main areas. Really, two. Really, two main big stations and areas. And one in the south, which is Namba. It's the south part of the city, Namba Station. And then in the north is called Umeda, which is Osaka Station. So, those are the two really big areas. There, are, of course, there are other areas in the city that. Uh, that have shops and you know kind of famous but but those are the r the two really big ones with the most shops and restaurants and things so Namba and Umeda and so I'm much closer to Namba and I like Namba better uh, Umeda in the north is very 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 crowded it's it's big um, it's super busy 
which uh, I don't quite like it. It's a little too busy for me. You know, like if I try to go to a coffee shop in uh, Umeda, many times it's full. I can't get a seat. Uh, so it's, it's hard to just go there and relax and sit and work for a while. Namba is also big, but um, it's more relaxed. It's less crowded. Uh, there are several coffee shops I can go to. I can almost always get a seat. Sometimes on the weekends, like a Saturday, can be very, very busy, or Saturday or a Sunday in Japan. Uh, but even then, there's one coffee shop I go to that even on the weekends almost always has a seat. And I like to work in coffee shops. When I'm at home, I get lazy. <laughs> so I like to go out. That's where I, I do, I'm better at thinking and doing work when I go out. So coffee shops. Coffee shops are the really good friend of solopreneurs like me. What's a solopreneur? It's kind of a slang word. I don't know if it's a real word. I'm not sure if it would be in the dictionary. But it comes from the word entrepreneur which is a real word. Entrepreneur is a business owner. Someone who starts a business is an entrepreneur. And any size, doesn't matter. So uh, Bill Gates was an entrepreneur. Uh, Steve Jobs was an entrepreneur. And on a much smaller level, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> and solopreneur, solo means one or alone. Right? One person. Solo. I'm solo. It's just me. Only one. So solopreneur is a little slang, and it means a entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, who is like a one-person business. Right? It's just one person who has their own business. The reason this is kind of a more new word, kind of a new slang word, is because really in the past that was very, very difficult to do. If you think about it, you know, before the internet, before the great computer technology we have and the information technology we have, before all of that, very, very, very tough to have a business that was only you. There it was a few, a f a f uh, in a few cases, <laughs> it was possible but not normal to have any kind of decent business. And usually, you needed more than one person. But now, thanks to computers, computer technology, IT, right, information technology, thanks to the internet, it is possible to build quite a large business actually in terms of money profit right? quite a large and fairly successful business with you know f a good number of customers with just one person with no employees at all and uh, that's what effortless english is i have uh, no employees i have uh, uh one person peter that uh he's a freelancer who he helps with our customer service some of you may know him. When I need when I need other work done, you know, something else done that uh, that I can't do, like you know, web design or programming or something like that, then I just I hire somebody temporarily, right? I hire freelancers. What's a freelancer? A freelancer. A freelancer is someone who's like an independent worker. It's a, 
you know, it's a little different than solopreneur. Close, actually. But w so what's the difference? A freelancer um, is self-employed. So a freelancer, for example, a computer programmer, an independent programmer. So maybe they, there's a lot of websites where you can hire people like this. Maybe something simple like Fiverr, fiverr.com. So the freelancers will put their information on Fiverr, and then people like me will go and hire them for specific jobs. And the freelancer gets paid for their time and their work. So uh, they're independent, they don't have a boss, but they also don't really have like a full business. Like if, if they don't work, they don't get paid. That's the difference. A solopreneur like me, um, of course I get paid for working, but uh, I have more of a business, a full business system which means if I don't work, I still get paid, right? Like a, the, the, the business does not need me to work every minute of every day. I can go on vacation. I can travel for three months, and the business keeps going. People can still buy my courses, still buy my lessons. Everything keeps going. I still keep making money. The business is still successful. So it's a full business system that I own. That's the difference between a freelancer and a solopreneur. So a solopreneur, they're both independent. They're both just one person usually. But the freelancer only gets paid for the directly for their work. And if they take a vacation, if they don't do work, if they don't take a job, then they don't make money. That's okay. A lot of, uh, a lot of freelancers love that life. You know, a lot of times what they do is they, uh, they'll do extra, if they want to travel and take a break, what they'll do is they'll uh, do a lot of extra work. They'll work hard for a month, do extra, take extra jobs, make some extra money, save it up, and then they'll take one month off and don't and don't work and just use that extra money while they're on their trip. Then they come back and they take more jobs. That's the freelancer method or model. And of course, like I said, I'm a solopreneur, so which is a little different. I have a full business system, and the internet and the and and software and IT technology, you know, inter information technology in general, makes it possible now to have successful businesses with full business systems and just one person. It's amazing. It's it's really one of the great opportunities we have. Some doggies barking. Woof woof. It's just this tremendous opportunity that the internet and uh, IT has given us. And so now we have this slang word for solopreneur, right? This independent, individual business owner. And some solopreneurs can have quite large businesses and be very successful. I find, for me, it's the best way. I love it. I really recommend it. Um, some people who are entrepreneurs, they, they, they think they have to hire a bunch of people. They think they have to borrow a lot of money and grow, 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 grow. But then what happens is what? They become slaves to their business. <laughs> they, s they become entrepreneurs because they want to be more free. They become entrepreneurs <laughs> to <laughs> have the flexibility and the freedom to work how they want, when they want. 
but then they go and they hire a bunch of people and they 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 grow this big business <laughs> and they they work too much they have no balance in their life and then they become miserable then they then they instead of slaves to a job and a boss they become slaves to their own business and they become miserable many 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 become unhappy they become workaholics they uh they burn out we say burn out means to they lose their energy they lose their passion they lose their motivation because they try to do too much too much so i decided really from the beginning that i wanted to be a solopreneur i don't want to have a bunch of employees that i have to manage and constantly ask what they're doing and track what they're doing and tell them what to do i don't like that so i try to do everything by software <laughs> and I want maximum freedom. You know, I started my this business, uh, number one, to help you, to help students. Number two, to teach the way I want to, not the way some school tells me to. And number three, to be financially free, to have freedom, flexibility. Very important for me. So... If I go hire a bunch of people and build this huge massive business, <laughs> I'm going to lose all the freedom that I <laughs> that I gained. It's crazy for me. I, d I just don't I think for a lot of people uh small is indeed beautiful. Small is beautiful. I do effortless English. It's a small business by you know, a big business is Apple or Google. So effortless English is small by definition, but it's certainly big enough for me very much uh, and there's much more room for growth even and this is again one of the great things about being a solopreneur and these the, the great time we live in right now is that you can create a business by yourself and you can design it to grow and grow and grow very big without needing any employees you can you can hire freelancers to do some help maybe a part-time person to help you if you really grow start growing big but you don't need your life to become complicated you don't have to become some crazy workaholic you can still have freedom and flexibility and balance in your life I think for most people that's the way to go that's the better strategy too many people who dream about making their own business they think oh i've got to i've got to build a big business like uber or apple or google they read about steve jobs and and other huge entrepreneurs like that but you know, those guys are kind of crazy you know i mean i admire certainly steve jobs and those guys great but if you really read about those guys they're all crazy and, and, and what I mean by this, crazy maybe in a good way, but they're workaholics. These guys, it, their whole life is focused on work and money and building the company. It is their number one and really probably their only passion in life. And all of their energy, all of their focus goes to that. That's fine for them, but see, most of us want more of balance right most of us want time for our families most of us want plenty of time and energy for our children 
our wives and our husbands. Most of us want plenty of time and energy to relax, to, to do what I'm doing right now. You know, I, uh, because I'm a solopreneur, I can just take the time. I can go for a long walk. I can walk two and a half hours a day. I, I'm, in, I'm in no hurry. I can just have a nice, l- slow, relaxing walk to the coffee shop. I can, I'll sit in the coffee shop. That's where I work. You know, the coffee shop is my office. A lot of solopreneurs use coffee shops as their office. It's kind of nice. You go there, you get to see other people, and play a little music, drink some coffee. It's a little routine, a ritual. As a solopreneur, you can take off and go traveling. I think most people want to do that when they dream of financial freedom, when they dream of possibly starting their own business. That's the kind of life they're imagining. You don't need to be Steve Jobs to get that. And in fact, like I said, if you if you really research what Steve Jobs was like, the guy was a little crazy. I mean, the, his whole life was Apple or work, computers. This was not a balanced guy. He was not good at relaxing. He was not good at just enjoying life in general. He didn't have balance. He didn't have enough time for his family. I'm not blaming him or criticizing him. That, that's who he is. There, some people are like that. You know, they're just driven. We say driven, driven. They just have this crazy amount of motivation and passion for one thing. Uh, top sports people can be like this, right? The superstars, the Michael Jordan, right? You guys know uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan, the retired basketball great player. Same thing. The guy was obsessed. He was driven. He was crazy about basketball. His whole life was basketball, 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 basketball. That's all he thought about. He was just crazy about it until his dad died. His dad was actually murdered, sadly. And that sort of <laughs> shocked him. And uh, that's when he tried to start playing baseball. And he made some changes in his life at that point. But uh, until then, it was, he was just crazy, crazy, crazy about basketball. So not, not balanced. So you have to decide, are you that kind of person? If you are, you know it. Everybody knows it. Everybody around you, all your friends know it. Your family knows it. You know it. If you're one just obsessed, crazy, driven, workaholic type of person, you can't hide it. You know it. So don't listen to me because uh, you, you should probably try to be like Steve Jobs. It's okay. But for everybody else, the other 99%, think differently, <laughs> as Steve Jobs might have said. Think different. Which means you don't need to believe what the media is showing, right? Because the media is always showing us these heroes, these great big entrepreneurs, but it's always the guys who run the billion-dollar companies, right? It's Richard Branson, the virgin guy. It's Steve Jobs. It's, uh, it's, it's these guys who build these super huge companies. They talk about Uber. They talk about Instagram. They talk about Facebook. Again, these giant companies. And because of that, a lot of people who dream about starting their own business, they think, oh, I, I've got I've to raise millions of dollars. I've got to borrow millions of dollars. I have to build some huge thing. You don't. You don't, you don't, you don't. You can do exactly the opposite. That's what I recommend. Start super small. 
the best way to start your own business is to just do a, we can call it a side business or a part-time business. Keep working your job so you have that paycheck, right? You don't have to be stressed about not having money. And just do something on the side. That's how I started Effortless English. I was a part-time English teacher at a school. So I had paycheck. It was enough to pay my bills. And uh, I came home after teaching class and I recorded my first course, the original course. And I created my first website and built the whole company in my extra time after work. I didn't quit my job and then I would have been super stressed, <laughs> right? I started the business as a side business, as an extra business while working. Then as it became successful, when it was making enough money, only then did I quit my job. So that's no stress. That's how I recommend you do it. If you're thinking of starting your own business, do it that way. Do it that way. All right, well, I hope you have enjoyed this chat. This little walk and talk. We maybe I'm trying to think of a cool name we can call it. <laughs> this type of show. Maybe we'll call it the walk and talk. Walk and talk with AJ. <laughs> I'm going to uh, listen to this and see if the audio quality is decent, if it's good enough. If, if it is good enough, I will put it on the podcast. And then I want you to tell me, do you like it? Did you like this walk and talk? If Just be honest. If you don't like it, it's fine. No problem. Just tell me no. No, I didn't like it. Don't do it again. <laughs> or you say, yeah, I like it. It's, it's kind of cool. Then I'll do more of these. You know, I'm, I have no plan for this. I'm just walking and looking around and any idea I think of, I just talk about it. So very casual. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, tell me on Twitter. AJ Hogue is my Twitter. Just my name, A-J-H-O-G-E. And as always, go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program. See you next time.